So you were getting ready to go down this path. Let me tell you a quick story, and then I'll lead, you can lead you in the next one. Happened to be in a wedding out in Colorado, and the wedding's done. Now we're driving into reception. The reception's in Boulder, so we have a 20, 30-minute drive, whatever. There's going to be this great spot for a big you know, wedding picture, right, on, this, on the side of the mountain, whatever. So all the, the bride and, and the bridesmaids are in one uh, car, and the, the groom and um, all the groomsmen are in another one. We all meet at this point. We're going to do this picture. And we're like 26-ish, I think, at the time. Um, someone has this brilliant idea for all the guys to create this human pyramid and put the bride on top for a photo. Wouldn't that be cool, right? Oh, no. Oh, geez. Uh-huh. So we do it, we take the photo, and as we're dismantling, well, let's just say the base layer crumbles. Oh, oh no. And the bride's going head first, face plants, <gasps> and all of a sudden he goes, the entire back of her wedding dress splits wide open. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, no. Um, needless to say, they're, <laughs> they're no longer married. And I'm not laughing. I'm not laughing. Was that... Be- before the wedding or, or after? After the wedding, before the reception. Oh, geez. Yeah. So probably not done with oh. pictures yet. Yeah. So it gets up, of course, the entire backside showing. <gasps> dirt, grass stains, everything on the front. Like, not happy. Well, I mean, she chose to get on the top of the pyramid. It's just true. I mean, it's, it's a fair point. <laughs> we all make our own choices in life. <laughs> she chose to yeah. marry him. <laughs> it, it was an omen. It, life's better now, but um, yeah. There are a few of us saying, that's not a good sign. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. They gave it a good run. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't have a, you as the minister. That would have balanced it out. That, I, I, that would have made I, things right. I think so. <laughs> right. Yeah, pastoral Purdue Pete. I like it. Oh, there you go. A little that. side gig. A little side hustle? Yes. Pastoral Pete. I mean, insurance, weddings. Yeah. You know, Joe, bar mitzvahs, bat mitzvahs. There you go. I, I, there, this is my first and my last. I am never, ever going to do this again. It is cause never never say never. You have a certificate. Yeah. From what website did this certificate come? I just Googled it. (laughs) I just Googled it. And, and I mean, it literally is, Hey, you know, here's how you do it. What's your name? What's your email? You're ordained. I mean, there's no background check or money. Yeah. You don't have to like take a ten question quiz. Uh-uh. And maybe get fifty percent. No, the wow. only questions were name on card, card <laughs> yeah. number, yep. expiration date. One hundred percent. Oh, and great. please pay twenty bucks or yep. whatever. Oh no, it's free. Mm-hmm. But but some um, it's legit. Then. <laughs> some states require proof of uh, an ordained warned. minister of. So some you got to spend so, thirty dollars for a packet. Yeah. Okay. So I bought the packet. Yeah. Yeah. Are you ordained in, in any manner of a religious affiliation, or is it literally just no, your Joe. name is on a piece of paper? It's on a piece of paper, right? You and I both know I'm not ordained in any religious affiliation. <laughs> I'm thinking if Cindy and I want to renew our vows, you're still, you're still on the yeah. list. Yeah, I'm calling you if we're going to do if we ever do that. That work? All right, I got us a minister. We're good. I love it. I think what he just said was, "No, oh, 25 years was a great run. Let's just end it now." <laughs> <laughs> do you have that insurance? Never mind. I didn't say that. We might have to edit that part out. <laughs> All right. You're getting ready to tell a story, though, real quick, I think, or not. Oh, no. Um, we, well, we were talking insurance, and um, 
I, we were talking about like you were talking about divorce insurance. Yeah, but but there, that was a thing. So, um, it, I believe it was called wedlock, and I mean, should have been called wed unlock. I mean, I was going <laughs> to say who who buys that? It's like, hey, honey, let's get married. Let's buy some, <laughs> let's buy some wet divorce insurance. I mean, that's awful. But anyway, what what it ended up failing because you know, well. Sort of, you know, the carriers at, lost money on well, it. Well, it ended up failing because you know insurance is all about selection, right? Mm-hmm. And you know the the couples that think they're going to get divorced are going to buy it. Yep. So you've got a lot of unhappy couples buying divorce insurance, and then you know the payback wasn't wasn't you know real strong. So I think it was like let's call it like two thousand bucks a year. And, you know, if you pay into it over a 10-year period, you know, you're paying 20000 into it, but the divorce benefit to pay for, you know, legal bills, et cetera, was like 25000 So, you know, someone smart just said, you know what, park the $2,000 in a savings account, you know. <laughs> Can you imagine when the, the annual premium letter or invoice <laughs> comes in the mail and you're sitting around the dinner table at home and you're like... Damn it, honey. <laughs> I've been paying these premiums. We got to either cancel this or get off the horse and let's get divorced. Like, we're not getting our money's worth. Yep. Was part of the questionnaire, like, who, who is your minister? <laughs> oh, jo- yeah, you're sorry. You guys yeah. are uninsurable. Yep. I guess. All right. Well, <laughs> I'm just trying to think of what your wife, like, the day you got that certificate and showed, showed Lori. It was just like her dreams come true. Well, you know, and maybe maybe the the both the couple isn't involved. Maybe it's just one person buys the insurance <laughs> and doesn't tell the other. I think I don't know. Aha. I think that's stupid. I think it's I think it's it's it's. Well, if one spouse has to secretly buy an insurance policy without the other spouse knowing. Maybe that marriage was destined to fail anyway. Hence the adverse selection. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Industrious Podcast. Thank you all for joining us from wherever you guys get your podcasts. If you happen to be joining us from the Assessive YouTube channel, thank you for doing so, first of all. Second, if you haven't hit the subscription button or that little notification bell, please do so. It won't cost you a dime. You don't have to buy divorce insurance, none of that stuff. So we appreciate it. Uh, today, we are joined by some our friends at Assured Partners, Mr. Judd Feldman and Noel Perkins. Welcome to the Industrious Podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having us, Vince. And Joe. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. That was a long, cold open. It was. Um, I thought we were getting ready to wrap up. And, you know, we've talked employment. We've talked sales. We've talked, uh, you know, banking and finance. We've talked economics, inflation and supply chain. And we've talked divorce insurance. So I just, we have hit the full yeah. gamut of topics now. Pretty much. Yeah. So you're welcome, folks. <laughs> 
Hey, why don't you guys give our listeners and viewers a little background info on yourselves and on your, your business? Um, you want me to start this time or do you? Sure. All right. So um, my name's Judd Feldman, and um, I was, um, uh, I'm the agency president at Assured Partners. Um, I was appointed agency president in 2016 after they bought my company, Coalliance Risk Advisors, um, in 2015. Um Indianapolis, you know, pretty much raised, uh, went to Purdue, um, met my wife there, Lori, um, who, who said, you're doing a podcast on insurance. Who the heck's going to listen to that? <laughs> I'm like, you're, you're probably right, sweetie. <laughs> noted. Yeah, noted. Well, I was um, going to talk about wedding ministry as well, though. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh. Thank God we had that to fall back on. I know. <laughs> um, three daughters, Lily Reese Quinn. Two at Brebuff, one at St. Luke, um, and um, very um, excited about talking insurance with you fine folks today. So thanks for having us. Can I just ask one question? On your business card, does it now say Judd Feldman dual threat? <laughs> <laughs> just curious. I'll, I'll look into that. No, it doesn't. Okay. We used to add that. But dual threat meaning ordained? Insurance guy. Wedding guy. Wedding guy. Not golf, baseball. Not golf, no, baseball. No Bo Jackson here. No Bo Jackson. Oh, God. Insurance. I, I, you've got something there. I mean, I could, I could clean it up. <laughs> Think about all the wedding co the couples oh, who could marry, and then you could sell them all the Just, insurance they need for their home. Oh, absolutely. Auto, life. Oh, there you go. Clean it up. There you go. At the reception, just crush <laughs> Crushing shirts. Got apps. Got apps. Filling apps out. So speaking of cleaning up, segueing for your introduction, how much of, how much like just mess of his do you have to clean up just a on a regular basis? Yeah. That face said that's a whole nother episode. Yeah. yeah. Yep. She's a good one. I am a good one. <laughs> He'd be lost without me. And I remind him of that. There's some truth to that. Daily. Um, Noel Perkins, uh, Vice President of Property and Casualty at Assured Partners. Uh, so I oversee operations. Um, been in insurance my entire career, so 20 plus years. Um, grew up in uh, mostly in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Um, went to school at St. Bonaventure in Western New York State and uh, kind of made my way out west. So lived in Seattle and insurance there as well. Um, worked for a company that got acquired by Assured Partners in 2016 and um, had two little ones at the time, so decided to relocate um, back to Indiana and, and got in touch with Judd and um, decided to, to make the, the transfer and took on a, a bigger role. So it was, it was a good uh, opportunity for me as well and, and my family. So, How did you guys meet? Was it part of the individual companies being acquired by the same parent company? Right. Yeah. Right. So when, when I started thinking about relocating, I, I talked to someone in my current office about do you know who runs the indie branch? And I think Judd had been appointed probably three months before that. So um, he actually flew me out and we met and um, kind of headed off and uh, just decided to move here. And he famously, <laughs> we've told this story a bunch of times. When I when I decided to move at the time, I was I was what we call in our industry account executive. So it's <laughs> it's kind of a high high higher technical level client management. Um, and then I ran a, a small team and um, he said, well, we have this this director of operations role that I think you'd be good for. 
And I said, no, I don't want to, I don't want to be in charge of a whole department. And I have, you know, a 10 month old and a two year old, we're moving across the country. I mean, we're doing all the high stress life events that you can do. Right. So he's like, okay, no problem. You know, we'll do the AE team lead. And so got back, kind of talked over with my husband, we decided to pull the trigger. So he sent me my uh, offer letter and job description. There's three <laughs> job descriptions on it, one of which was director of operations. And so I called him and said, I think there's a mistake. I'm pretty sure I said, no, thank you <laughs> very nicely. And he said, oh, it'll be fine. If you don't like it, you can always change. And then seven years later, the role keeps getting more and more. It is so more. funny. You said, I was like, and then I got my business card. I said, director of operations. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah. Huh. Yeah. That's so, interesting. But no, J- Judd's good at, at seeing potential and the potential people have and, and developing them. So it, it was a good move. He is a minister, though. That's I mean. true. So you grew up in northeastern Indiana, mm-hmm. you but you went to St. Bonnie's. Yep. What drew? It's not a. That's not a. No. They don't pull a lot from Indiana in general. I wouldn't think. No. So um, I went to Homestead High School. Okay. Um, yeah. Which is on like the southwest side of Fort Wayne. Yeah. And yeah. a Home good Loman family. Mm-hmm. I saw him with Libby Loman. Did you? Really? Yeah. Oh. We know yeah. His, we know her brother. Yeah, Jim. Yeah. Which one, Jim? Okay, yeah, she's got who was also a freak athlete. Yes, a they all are very athletic. Shout out to the Lomans. Yes, some, yes. Some names on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I swam with Libby, um, pretty much. Yeah, the whole time I lived in Fort Wayne. So, okay. um, but yeah, I just a lot of people went to IU or Purdue, and I just wanted to kind of do my own thing and not go to a college where I would not that you would see a bunch of people from high school. Obviously, those are two big campuses, but. Um, my brother went to Xavier and swam his freshman and sophomore year, I think. He's three years ahead of me, and he told me, you should check out St. Bonaventure because they were both in Atlantic 10 at the time, and St. Bonaventure women's team won the conference every year. Mm-hmm. So he said it looks like you know they're having fun, and so I went out there for a recruiting trip and just loved it and decided to go there. So yeah, that's well, how I ended cool. up there. All right. <laughs> You're actually the second person in Indy that I know that went to St. Bonaventure. Oh, really? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? You'll have to put us in touch because there's not a lot of I us in say, Indiana. Yeah. <laughs> I can do that. You know Pat Sedlak? There you go. <laughs> what? That was the second All one. Right. right. We're just going to have everybody on Sedlak. our yeah. list today. <laughs> Sedlak's another insurance guy. He should be here. Okay, for the, those listening to the audio version of this podcast, Judd is uh, drinking from a water bottle that is, I mean, I've never seen such a big. Uh, it's got to be 64 ounces, at least. Good This Lord. isn't on video? Well, it oh, is. It is. Now it people is. are going to want to go to the YouTube channel just to yeah. see that. Well, like, we're, we're, we're getting followers in there for you. I mean, good <laughs> Lord. Do you spend, how many hours a day do you spend in the bathroom recycling He's the water? He's trying to one-up one Ricky Fowler. <laughs> I mean, it's. I go through one or two of these a day. They're so healthy. Really? I'm look, you look healthy. Nice. Uh, I don't know what the insides look like, but. <laughs> they look better than <laughs> they All you did. see is the outside, though, baby. <laughs> a, the inside looks better than the outside. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get this train back on the track, sort of. <laughs> um, talk to us about the state of insurance. I mean, what what's new? How are things going? What's your guys' forecast for how things are looking? Well, I mean, I've, like I said, I've been in this industry. I mean, you've been in this industry your whole career too. And in the last three or four years, at least on the property casualty side, we're, we're finally seeing a hard market. Um, so things are going to find that. Um, so capacity is um, being limited, meaning the, the amount of insurance that's available, like in the reinsurance market. And then uh, rates are going up for, mm. for the first time. And my whole career, really. Um, I'm sorry. 
rates are going up for the first time in your career. Can you expand on that as a consumer of insurance who I feel like we get annual increases? Yeah. Uh, I'm feeling, I'm, I'm sensing a disconnect. Well, are you talking health insurance or property and casualty insurance? Because health insurance has been steadily been going up. But PNC, historically, depending on, you know, your losses and things like that, it, it's been relatively flat, flat or mm-hmm. just going up slightly. But 2020, uh, like excess insurance immediately went up. Property's been going up because of all the hurricanes and right. wildfires and, and all the, the, you know, catastrophic events. So it's just up, up, up and no end in sight, really. Mm-hmm. So. It, it's not a great market right now for, for insured, so it's up to us to kind of come up with solutions outside of insurance, whether it's, you know, captives or taking on higher retentions or things like that. So we talked Good. offline uh, whether you did call it personal residential uh, consumer insurance or commercial insurance, and you kind of said all of it, both. Mm-hmm. Uh, where do you got – where's, like, what's your – most familiar sandbox is it is it truly all of it or do you really feel like you specialize or put a lot of your emphasis on one one side or the other consumer versus business for lack of a better term yeah i mean i think it's um every market's a little different so um assured partners we're a couple billion dollar company we have offices all over the united states and in uh and over uh, in europe as well um you know, I would say combined, we are more property casualty focused. Um, well, maybe not focused. So um, I would say 60 plus percent is property casualty. Um, 30% is healthcare, employee benefits, HR advisory services. Um, but that's probably our fastest growing space. So, um, and then, you know, we have you know, personal lines, so homeowners, auto, um, and then an entire non-retail sector, um, branded accretive that focuses more on, um, you know, the the wholesale marketplace. Gotcha. So on, on the 30%, you said healthcare benefit uh, advisory services. Are you a, in that space, are you a broker of medical and beyond insurance or the carrier? Or, yep, or, okay. we are. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. So what is that? I mean, that's the, the really probably the biggest hot button mm-hmm. ins- of, of all the insurances out there. The biggest hot button right now is going to be at least as a as business owners and then also as consumers uh, and, and hearing it back from our employee base. It's all about medical insurance uh, for the Huge. most part. For those who ears perked up listening to this for the three listeners we have, Judd. <laughs> I don't um, even know if you have that. <laughs> Well, for this one, I mean, we, we lost one, them, yeah. but I figured the two yeah. of you were going to listen. So that took it to three. Yeah. All right. Um, I'll listen on, on, on the medical piece. What are you seeing trending for what will be renewals coming up here, you know, four or five months from now? I don't really work in this space, to be honest. Ju- I mean, Judd and I are both property and casually, but you, you're obviously more exposed to it as agency president than I am. Um, so. Yeah, I'll retract my question. <laughs> Let's talk property. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. Okay. No, I mean, um, look, I, I think again, every market's a little different. Um, I think more employers are gonna, you know, be forced to take on more risk, right? 
So in the past where you've just transferred everything to, you know, the insurance company, um, smaller employers will, you know, take on more risk to contain cost. And then, you know, just look at their employee population and um, address, you know, health trends, you know, adverse health trends and um, support programs that, you know, improve, um, you know, the overall health and well-being of their employee pool. But um, but I like as Noel said, I mean, we're not, you know, on the employee benefit side, but it is a it is a, as your, to your point, it's a hot topic for for all of our clients. So then sure. shifting back to the property casualty side, you you brought up catastrophic catastrophic events, acts of God, mm-hmm. hurricanes. You were, we're hearing and, and reading stories about carriers, both both kind of small regional carriers to household names that are pulling out of state markets, pulling out of California, pulling out of Florida, places you know, that the states that have the probably. Uh, absorb the biggest impact of these natural events. What is, what is that going to do for everyone else? What are we, are you feeling a trend that's going to occur or is there going to be consolidation? Uh, what, what is the impact going to be both on us as consumers, but also business owners who have physical property, who have liability insurance, who carry inventory, things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I think you're going to see retentions or deductibles go up considerably. So you are going to take on more risk to, to keep your rates manageable. Um, carriers, you know, they want a good spread of risk. So they're going to want accounts that are outside of those states. But those accounts are still going to see increases, which they always say, well, I, you know, I'm not in Florida. Um, and we have, you know, clients that joke as soon as they see a hurricane start, you know, going on the news, they're like, oh, great, my rates are going up. Um, but you know, the carriers need that spread of risk. Um, but reinsurance rates are going up. I mean, those this year, um, the first half of the year, I mean, we saw a lot of increases, but I'll be interested to see what happens the second half because capacity is, you know, drying up essentially. So, and we're, you know, going to go into another hurricane season. It's just each year they're just getting worse and worse and the, and the events are getting bigger and bigger. And I mean, billion, billions of dollars of losses each year whether it's the wildfires or the hurricanes. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think consumers are going to be taking on more retention. Um, so just, you know, improving risk control as much as you can. Um, but again, if you're in those states, there's not a whole lot you can do to prevent a hurricane coming, but just mitigating your your risk as much as you can if you are in those states. So rent, don't yeah. own is what you're saying. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, um, your customers, your partners um, span a wide range of industries, correct? Um, what are you hearing from them in terms of what the market looks like the rest of this year? I mean, no one's crystal ball is perfect, but you're exposed to a lot of different industry insights. What are they saying? What are you hearing? Well, um, you know, I, I think on the manufacturing side, um, you know, with the cost of capital, um, I think there are some delays there in terms mm-hmm. of, you know, um, you know, their CapEx budgets. Um, you know, anything that was, um, um, you know, any any project that was, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, 
in the works, I guess, any project that was in the works maybe 12 months ago. Um, you know, let's just say they they wanted a machine. Uh, they're going to wait three years to get that machine. So, you know, the supply chain in um, – and, and other things are gonna are gonna play into that, but um, I mean, imagine paying you know multi million dollars for a machine and not getting it for three years. Right. So um, we're seeing a lot of delays there. Um, I mean, the construction industry, where we do a lot in that in the construction space as well. Um, you know, good finding good people. The labor market's tough. Um, you know, I mean, fortunately, uh, we do a lot of we do a lot of street and road uh, work, and um, our clients are very active in that space. So, um, you know, the the infrastructure bill um, is is uh, creating a lot of work for for those industries. So, right. um, and that's not a short term thing. No, that, that's no. going to go on for years. That'll go on for the next five years yeah. for sure. When you said on the equipment side, they're they're going to have to wait three years. They're placing the orders, Place, yep. but there's just not enough supply. Right. To, okay. Because we're seeing a, a big increase in equipment purchases just in the markets that we kind of deal with because if nothing else, it's replacing humans that they can't find right. to hire. Um, and it's trickling down even to, to smaller shops that normally wouldn't be automating. The price point of the machines have come down, and it's like, well, if this thing is going to run – 15 to 20 hours a day every day it's going to take the or do the work of two or three people the math kind of works out now yeah mm-hmm. okay yeah that's crazy um what advice are you guys giving your customers right now again i i think it, it, making sure they understand how to be a best-in-class risk because everyone's going to get rate increases but the poor risk, the ones that don't have good loss control, don't have good measures in place are going to get a bigger rate increase. So if you can show the carriers that you've invested in safety and, and loss control and other things, um, it's just going to make you a better risk. So, um, you know, you have a lot, they, they underwrite you and you probably have a lot less chance of losses and things like that. So you're, you're a more profitable risk for them. So just, you know, spending the money on that as much as you can, obviously, dollars are tight and inflation's up and interest rates are up and borrowing's more and all that. But the more you can do to kind of set yourself apart from your peers, the better. Do you have any good examples of that? Um, well, so like on workers' compensation, um, you're you're measured by what's called an experience mod. So uh, if, if, if you have a lot of losses, your mod's going to be over one. If, if you have very low losses, your mod's going to be under one, which means you get like a credit. Um, so, you know, having someone who's dedicated to safety, not just an HR person that does safety, does insurance, you know, so having someone that focuses on that to keep employees safe, um, can, can drive your, your premium dollar. I mean, that's, that's something that you can, you can track and you can see that. So, um, that's, that's one example I can think of. Yeah. Cyber, um, I think another really good example. Mm-hmm. I mean, as, I mean, these attacks become more sophisticated, um, you know, coverage and capacity becomes restricted. Um, and there are tools out there that help employers. And there are several local independent insurance brokers who have invested in these kind of tools to help insurers or insureds, I should say, um, you know, prevent tax or identify a tax before it becomes um, an event. 
um, through those scanning tools. Yeah. Um, you know, the best in class risk uh, discussion that's more on the you know client retention side of things, but you know, just as far as like in terms of client acquisition side of things, is it's um, we get excited, and sadly, our industry is has become very commoditized. Um, now we're very lucky, I guess, from a the business community's perspective, that there are many very good um, local independent insurance brokers who who I believe um, who who I believe approach the the business in this way. But um, you know, it's it's just empowering buyers to make good decisions, and you know. Because we're so commoditized, you know, Joe, you could get a call every day asking an agent to quote your business and tell you that there's something, you know, cheaper. But, um, you know, helping you understand, you know, the time that it's going to go into securing that quote, um, you know, are you going to, is it going to be apples to apples? Um, is the underwriter really going to see your risk? Um you know, have you ever met the underwriter? Um, the, there's a, uh, a, a a best in class way to approach the market, and there's a way not to. And sadly, I believe a lot of employers are go into the marketplace uninformed and sometimes create more harm than good. Is that fair, Noel? Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, yeah, we, we live that world in our in our business model. I mean, price versus value, or price versus cost, not the cost of material, but the actual cost of the decision you made right. when price was your leading uh, decision criteria. I mean, it, we we are not a price club on our end. We've tried to provide additional value to our client base uh, because, you know, anyone can sell coatings and chemicals in, in a bucket. I mean, speaking of something being a commodity, um, it's just what are you getting out of it? The old the adage, you know, you get what you pay for kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wonderful. Well. Um, any any other way we can really jazz up this <laughs> no. insurance discussion? I, I wanted to shift. Um, I've just been dying, like, here, because I want to go back to something that I don't know if it was caught on the cold open or not. But Was your nothing. Halloween costume last year? <laughs> Which was unbelievable, by I mean, the don't way. Don't be jolly. It was unbelievable. I mean, those wow. tattoos on your face. They look so real. <laughs> um, all right. So let's stick with you, though. So I, I wanted to make sure we talked enough about insurance because I wanted you, yeah, you guys to obviously have your time to give insight as to what you do. But in the back of my mind, I kept thinking, 77. Yeah. I want to know how many holes that really was for. 18. 18. I'm not messing with Full you. length holes? More like a part three course. Dude, full <laughs> length Oh, holes. yeah. It's executive course. Okay, that makes sense now. <laughs> guys, played... It was, I, I couldn't miss. Throwing darts. Dude, couldn't miss. <laughs> nice. Peterson Schaefer, your personal lines insurance agent, he was with me. He'll vouch for me. I'll ask him. You should. You should. And if he hasn't told you already, your rates are going up. <laughs> <laughs> because of that round. Because <laughs> he lost some money. Oh, great. <laughs> 
that's awesome. Oh, oh boy. Anyway, yeah. all right. Well, thank you guys for coming in and sharing some insight. We appreciate it. Thanks thank for you. having us. Appreciate yeah, it. Welcome. Thank all you guys for checking out this episode of the Industrious Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. And don't forget, if you're on that Assessa YouTube channel, hit the subscription button, hit the little notification bell. So you can be alerted when new episodes like this one drop. We would greatly appreciate it. And it doesn't cost you a dime. Your rate will not change. I promise. Thanks a lot. Don't forget, be industrious. <laughs>